1: That's right. Uncle Tim here. Welcome on in. Pull up a chair, put your feet up, and let's chat for a few minutes. We are interviewing William Cabanus. At the age of 14, this young man did something amazing. He saw an issue. There was an increased demand in food banks across the country back in 2020, and he decided to do something about it. This is a Thrivehood kind of guy, in my opinion. And I reached out to him and said, I would love to have you on and talk about this program that you've developed, how you're making an impact. And guys, this is what I am talking about. You just go out there and you just make it happen. And William is a prime example of what a Thrivehood man does when he sees a need, when he sees something that needs to be done and he steps up, what a great, great accomplishment, and he's still going strong. Hey, William, thank you for the opportunity to come into the Thrivehood arena and share with us what you're up to. Welcome in, sir.
0: Thank you for having me on here.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. I came across what you're doing and and came across uh, Vanilla Feeds Tomorrow literally just, I was just searching. And this year, I think the uh, several, it'll be several episodes by the time this podcast releases or this episode releases. But I think it was the very first one I did this year. I was talking about' I'm, I'm really was looking for some young men that I could have on this podcast that are doing it right, that are are they're making an impact in society in a positive way. And when I came across your story, I came across what you were doing. Of course, I reached out and you know, spoke to both you and your mom. And I'm excited. I'm so excited to have you here today. So let's jump right into it. First of all, just real briefly, who are you? Where are you from? You know, what are you up to these days?
0: So my name is William Cabanis. Um, I'm 16 years old. I live in East Tennessee in the town of Knoxville. And I am a junior in high school. I think those are the big things about me.
1: Yeah, 16. So, okay, that's interesting because when I went to your website, I think it said that you started this nonprofit at age 14. Is that right? Am I, am I right in that?
0: Yes, sir. So I am the founder and CEO of Feeds Tomorrow. It's a nonprofit I started back in 2020 when I was 14. I make and sell my own homemade pure vanilla extract and donate all of the profits to my local food bank.
1: Wow. Okay. So first question, why, (laughs) what was the, what was the thing that made you go, Hey, I I think I want to do a nonprofit and help people. How how did that all start?
0: So this, this goes back a long time. Long time of my life, my very long life, as you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I didn't grow up in Knoxville. I grew up in a smaller town in East Tennessee where food insecurity and hunger were very important and prominent issues, especially among children. So, growing up in as early as kindergarten, before I even started first grade and that sort of stuff, I would go to school and people sitting next to me would come to school hungry. They were dependent upon school breakfast in the morning lunches in the afternoons, and backpack programs to get through their weekends and evenings. So because I saw all of that at a young age, and I had the luxury, luxury of being able to go home to food, I wanted to be able to share that with those who didn't have it. Because why is it right for me to have this when others can't? Which was It was a basic necessity as well. So from a young age, I have been trying to do what I can to feed those in need. It started by just donating my allowance and my favorite fruit, bananas, to a local food pantry because they were unable to get produce. Then I started working at soup kitchens, one through my grandma's church in particular, and just doing things like that where I could to help when I could. And when I saw what was happening in 2020 with COVID, I mean, we all know that story. But an underlying narrative I think people have forgotten about is when everyone lost their jobs, people who were perfectly financially secure, all of a sudden have difficulties meeting their basic needs. So all this infrastructure meant to already help so many people that were hungry. Now they had such a much higher demand and I felt like I had to do something to help in any way that I could, because again, I still had food and I had the ability to help, which I think was the most important thing about my situation. So I've always liked using vanilla extract in baking is something that can really just make your baking so much better and it's easy ingredient to get. So I was like, hey, you know what? Why don't I make and sell some of this and give the profits to our regional food bank? Why don't I do that to try and help and give back? So from then on, from the rest of my quarantine, starting in March leading up to about May, I was building a nonprofit because I wanted to do something that could strictly help those in need. And I feel like that was the best way I could do it and the way I could use my time and my resources most effectively.
1: Wow. What a story. What a story. I love, I love the idea that this was something that started years and years and years ago and almost, almost like a vision that you didn't quite know where this was going to end and where it was going to lead so, what was it? Was there a moment during this process, during this time, that you, like, what was it that finally said, "You know what? I I got to do something." How did that idea of vanilla extract and feeding the homeless? How did all that gel together?
0: So, the moment where I knew that I wanted to feed the hungry happened. It was just a random night. I was at home making my signature dessert, vanilla brownies. It's just. It's just normal brownies with a little bit of vanilla extract in it but it's special to me and i enjoy making it so i was watching tv because you know i just started getting back into the news around that time to see what was going on in the world and i had been watching a news segment about long lines of food banks around our country just piling up and that overwhelming need so with all these thoughts in my mind during a commercial break i go into the kitchen to make my vanilla brownies and as i pour in the vanilla extract that's when i get that idea like hey you know what, I can make this, sell it. And that's how I can help people in need outside. So it was from that moment on where I had that aha moment of, hey, this is something I'm passionate about, something feasible that I can do. And this is how I can go accomplish that.
1: Okay. So now the next question is, you are 14 years old and you have this idea and you go to your mom and dad and say, hey, mom and dad, I want to turn our kitchen into a... (laughs) to a full-fledged you know, industrial baking facility? How, how did that go over?
0: So my parents were really supportive of it. I think that was a key thing because, because I wanted to do something this large and such a large scale. I needed their support and not their approval, but I needed them to allow me to use part of our house for this operation. Um, so yeah, they were very supportive of it and they were willing to let me use part of the kitchen to make my vanilla extract, use our house to get things shipped to, like all these things, they helped me when they could and were supportive of it too, which really made the whole thing go a lot easier because I was a 14-year-old kid. I had no clue what I was doing. I mean, I had to Google so many things looking back where I was like, yeah, I didn't know that yet. I didn't know that yet. And a lot of it was learning along the way because two and a half years later, you still learn new things about, hey, We can optimize this by doing this step a little bit differently, or, Hey, there's no need to do this. We can just do this instead. So there is a learning curve whenever you start something like this. And it's always just a matter of time of figuring out how you can improve on what's existing that you can change and working around things that you can't change. I think that balance has allowed me to not only scale up, but maintain what I've been doing for the last two and a half years.
1: What a powerful message. That you just spoke a very powerful thing for a lot of the young men out there today. Fear of moving forward, fear of failing, fear of, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I got this idea, right? You had this idea, you had an epiphany or something spoke to you, whatever. And you said, man, I'm going to move forward. And you didn't flinch. well, maybe you did flinch, but you moved past that and you began doing what you could. I'm sure your mom and dad was supportive. You started doing your research and you didn't let what you didn't know stop you from moving forward. So I would say kudos to you just in the fact that you realized that you weren't the smartest guy in the room in the beginning. And what it took was perseverance, pushing forward, start educating yourself, getting all the information that you can get your hands on it. What a great message that in and of itself. Okay. So let's go to now what you're doing is you're creating it and you're shipping it out. So are you still pretty much doing this from home right now?
0: Um, in the present day? Yes. We still, all of this is under one roof. I mean, there's no like warehouse warehouse, getting stuff where I'm outsourcing labor. No, it's all still done by me in my house, which I really like about it because, you know, you can only control what you can control. So uh, that sounds weird, but it it makes sense to me at least. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy having the freedom and the ability to still do all this myself. Um, I enjoy, well, in the beginning I enjoyed, starting it all up you know i enjoyed building a website i enjoyed finding out which type of bottles would be best for my product and my situation what kind of boxes would who could ship all these things and you know it's just something that i enjoy doing i've realized you know you have i feel like for anyone listening if you want to do something anything similar to this to try and make a difference and ask be something that you enjoy something that you're passionate about and you find fun otherwise you're not going to want to do it I mean as you said earlier of course i was scared i mean that's how all of us are but if you don't do something to take that first step who will who's going to be the one to take that first step to start that journey and to start change if it's not you so because it was something i was passionate about i was willing to take the risk and, ex- and you know when i started i mean i didn't have any goals i mean i didn't know if we were going to sell one bottle i didn't know how many people were going to get to feed so from the beginning my only goal was hey we're going to try something. If it fails, it fails. Or if by the grace of God, it succeeds. We're going to use this to make the biggest difference we can and feed as many people as we can for as long as there's a need. And because of his grace and the way he's been able to allow this to continue, you know, we've been able to donate over $200,000 to our regional food bank and feed over 600, 601000 215 people in need and that's only because of how he's allowed people to see this all over the country allowed them to be able to donate and support it and have them tell their friends so the word spreads this is because of him that this is possible and everyone who supports this this is not something that anyone can do by themselves it's something that you have to be supported by and have people around you that can help you sustain and have this big success
1: yeah, that's fantastic. I was going to get to that point of how successful you've been. $200,000 is, that isn't anything short of amazing, uh, William, as far as I'm concerned. I think what you're doing is monumental. You know, I think that this, you know, you've got a, a heart to do this. You're making an impact. You just said, let's just, let's just, I, I got a vision And there's a uh, Zig Ziglar's talk, so he's gone now, but he talks a lot about having a vision. And sometimes people will say, well, yeah, but I only can can sort of see only this much. Well, that's what a vision does. You take the vision as far, you go as far as the vision shows you, or at least you see, and then it's going to show you the next step and then the next step. And so I love that, you know, two years going on, three years ago, you started this two hundred thousand dollars. Fantastic. Kudos to you for doing what you felt you needed to do. Now talking a little bit more about that, are there any are there any organizations specifically that you're working with as it relates to, you know, the the profits? Who you, who are you giving those to and what are they doing with that?
0: Of course. So when I was figuring out how I was going to help give back, I needed a someone who I was going to give these proceeds to, right? So what I my goals for this was I wanted to feed everyone I could in need, but I wanted to feed those in my community, those are directly around me. So I found a food bank, which is second harvest food bank of East Tennessee, and they are a regional food bank that supply all these different food banks and food pantries within the region of East Tennessee, which includes my hometown where I had this desire to grow from, and my current residence. So it was a great spot because it allows me to support everyone in that region while also being able to stretch my donation the furthest because it would be one thing if I could donate it all to a smaller food pantry, but they can't do as much as someone who's a little bit bigger and more established because I chose this particular food bank. They can turn every dollar that's donated into three meals, which still sounds crazy in my mind. I mean, how do you produce three full meals from a $1? Well, that's just how they do it. And because of that, they've been able to make a much bigger difference from the meager amount that I've been able to supply.
1: So this is great. And I think what is so exciting about this is that you're, you're upward, right? You're, you're not coming down off this high. Things are continuing to grow and build. Are you, is there a moment or have you already been talking about expanding out of the home or are you, Are you, and if you're comfortable with just keeping the operation there, that's fine. But what have you thought about that? Where's, where are you at with that?
0: So as I said earlier, I like to, I'm more of a control freak. I like to see <laughs> things in front of me and keep them there. Um, and my goals with this have always been to try and make the biggest difference that I can. That's the flat out line. Just make the biggest difference that I can. With what I have. So I have thought about expanding, but the thing about expansion is you never know how it can turn and how it could possibly become something that's not fruitful anymore. You know, I mean, if you turn away from the objective, then there's all sorts of issues that can uh, occur as because of that. So I think as of now, I'm going to try and just do what I can, just be more efficient with what's going on already because efficiency. I mean, that's something where you can just, if you can turn that knob a little bit and the current output you are doing expands without necessarily needing to expand assets and that lowers cost and all those things that just would make it a much more um, efficient business where it could still help tons of people in need without the risk of it going bad, if that makes sense. It
1: makes perfect sense. You're trying to be frugal, right? You're trying to make the, the most of, of every dollar that you have to spend, right, that you're putting into it, you go outside of that, you got overhead, you got bi- electricity, you got water, you got employees, you got all these costs. So keeping it right there makes absolutely perfect sense. I think that yet again, guys listening to this, this is wisdom. This is wisdom right here talking. I think sometimes we want to jump out and want to make it, you know, whatever that it is in our life that we're trying to do. We want to make it something more than it either is, or it's not ready to move yet, right? Doesn't mean it won't, doesn't mean it can't expand, but uh, maybe the timing is not right yet. So uh, I think what you're doing is phenomenal. And I love that you are getting the media attention. I saw you on uh, the Huckabee show, you are on People TV, you've gotten, I think you've even just gotten a lot of accolades locally there. I'm sure the Second Harvest Food Bank has, has helped promote your what you're doing as well. So, man, I am so excited. Let me ask you this, Art, do you, you got anything else like a surprise of uh, coverage coming up in the future? You got something that's exciting happening?
0: Um, not that I know of, honestly. Um, <laughs> you know, the Lord gives when it's the right time, and I guess it's not the right time for that, but he's allowed me to have a lot of success and exposure in the past, and that has allowed me to be able to make a difference. And we still are. So you don't necessarily need exposure. I'm, personally, I'm not a fan of it. I like to be someone under the cloak of darkness, and you know, just do this <laughs> stuff from behind. But um, you don't need that exposure to make a difference. You can do everything that you are capable of from behind the scenes. I mean, I would argue that those people are the ones that make the biggest difference because they're less concerned about what they can do for themselves for what besides... Wrong verb, but they're more concerned about what they can do for other people. And those are the people that I think will make the biggest difference. And I mean, if anyone's out there listening, I mean, if I had one thing I would say, I would say find something you're passionate about, do what you can about it, and then just go for it. I mean, for me, I like, I'm someone who wants to try and help feed the hungry. For other people, that's pollution, social rights issues, or any number of topics under the sun. I mean, as you know, I mean, there's a ton of issues on our planet and in our world that we can all fix, but I think every single one of us has something inside of us that we are passionate about and want to see it change in. So, I mean, I would encourage anyone who has the ability to try and do something. I mean, not everyone has to go out and start a nonprofit and do this. You can do something as simple as just sharing and spreading the word about what you're passionate about, volunteering your time to a nonprofit because they can definitely use that free labor. You can do any number of things such as that, but as long as you do something, that's a difference that wouldn't have been made if you didn't go do that. And any difference does add up over time. And that's how I think we can make this much better place to live in and help show love and kindness to everyone we interact with.
1: So I am um, just, I'm just elated and I'm so proud of what you're doing. I think it's phenomenal. I think you need to keep pushing forward. Your, your answers are spot on the, the, I I hope, I really hope that these young men that listen to this, pay attention to what you're doing and follow suit and understand that there is a world out there that needs band-aids. We need, there's a lot of band-aids that are needed in a lot of areas, <laughs> yes, as sir. you said, and you're fulfilling a, you're providing a, a band-aid for for one area in a community, and uh, powerful stuff what you're doing. Well, I want to thank you, uh, William, for being a part of this, and uh, tell us if somebody's wanting to give or they're wanting to find out more about what you're doing. How would they do that?
0: If anyone wants to find out more about what I'm doing, they can do that through any of my social medias or on my website. Uh, My website's at VanillaFeedsTomorrow.com and all my socials are basically at Vanilla Feeds or Vanilla Feeds Tomorrow. And if anyone wants to buy vanilla extract, they can do so on my website or any of those other means. And I ship anywhere in the United States. But I would also encourage people to look and see what other people are also doing besides me because... There are more people like me out there who are making change and doing what they can. And there's a lot of good people out there that are just trying to do what they can. And that's what I wanna see more of in the world. I wanna see on every billboard, it's some kid doing this or doing this to try and help the world. And any issue that they see is something that they can make a difference in tangibly.
1: This podcast is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed by guests are not necessarily those of the host. Please seek the advice of a trusted adult or qualified professional on matters specific to your needs.